The Reds are running out of time to claim that final wild card spot, but things are looking up. I'll tell you why on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr. I am a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan that has turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for making Locked On Reds part of your day and and listening to me talk some Reds with you. I encourage you, if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, please hit me up on Twitter. Or if you're watching right here on YouTube, thank you so much. Please drop a thought down in our comments section. That's how we, we keep this going. Love getting a chance to talk some Reds with you. I, I've uh, covered this team. This is now my fifth season uh, podcasting on the daily about your Cincinnati Reds. I also am the channel manager for Locked On MLB as a whole. As we move closer and closer to the playoffs, oh, man, the, the Reds are in the thick of it, man. This is September baseball playoff stretch run baseball, and the Reds are in the thick of it. I'm, I'm so happy to see this, and you will get that sort of energy from us. And, and Steve Offenbaker is not with me here today. He is actually traveling. He'll be back on the show coming up later on this week. He's going to be all over. He's going to be in Detroit watching the Reds and the Tigers and all that great stuff. He, we're going to get on location reports from him. It's going to be a lot of fun. But um, there's lots of great stuff coming down the pipe these next couple of weeks because there's not that much time left in the season. We are talking about 17 games for the Cincinnati Reds, and they did just lose two out of three to the Cardinals. So they're putting themselves behind the eight ball a little bit, spinning their wheels. We're looking at this and we're wondering, are they going to make this final wild card spot? But I'm going to give you some perspective on that. I also want to talk about it because we, not that I'm avoiding the conversation about Joey Votto and what's going to happen there, but with him hitting a home run, coming back off of the, you know, the re-injury of his shoulder and, you know, another adjustment period there for him. What does that look like for him moving forward? What is the future of Joey Votto in a Reds uniform? I'll give you my thoughts on that coming up a little bit later on. And it is time. We have to have the conversation about Will Benson and why he needs to move up in the lineup. We're, we're going to get to that a little bit later on. Thanks for joining us here on Lockdown Reds. That is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And you can guarantee when you listen to me talk some Reds, I'm going to give you a, a very optimistic point of view. I, I, I'm not a, not a shill. I'm not a guy that's going to sit here and, and, and force feed some sort of positive narrative about the Reds, but I have deemed in my life to be a happy Reds fan. Yeah, I know it's kind of hard, right? They've not given us a lot to be happy about. In my lifetime, I was barely a baby when they won the World Series back in 1990. I was barely old enough to know what was going on the television whenever they advanced in the playoffs their last time. But we are looking at the makings of a team that's going to rectify all of that. I, I believe that. Is it going to be this year? I don't know. 
they've put themselves in a very interesting spot to make the final wild card uh, in the National League after dropping two out of three to the Cardinals. And yes, the the win on Sunday, it felt good, you know, seven to one. Good to see the bats come alive. Great to see Hunter Green pitch phenomenally well after coming back from COVID because, you know, his long absence with his hip injury and his first two starts were pretty poor. And then he finally had a good start. And then he goes on the COVID IL and then he comes back off and he pitches well again. So that was good to see. And just overall a nice performance on Sunday, but it's overshadowed by the fact they lost two out of three to the stinking Cardinals, who we hate anyway, but they're bad this year. That's not a team you're supposed to lose a series to. So all of that has us wondering, what's going to happen here? So let's put things into perspective. Let's look at this. The Reds are a game and a half behind the Arizona Diamondbacks for the final wild card spot in the National League. The Reds have 17 games left to play. That's it. 17 games. They're off today. They have a lot of off days between now and the end of the season because they play uh, of the teams that are are vying for that final wild card spot. The Reds have the fewest number of games. They play 17. Arizona plays 18. And then the Marlins and the Giants both play 19. Now, the good news for the Reds is they own the tiebreakers with the Diamondbacks and the Marlins. They don't with the Giants. The Giants and the Diamondbacks do play just two games against each other coming up here in about a week. But just kind of looking at this, so the Reds are a game and a half behind the Diamondbacks. They are tied with the Giants. The Giants are also a game and a half out of that final wild card spot. Like I mentioned, the Reds don't. Uh, have the tiebreaker with the Giants. The Giants have that one. Uh, and, and the Reds are one back in the loss column. That's the important one. It's it's always fun to say, well, the Reds actually have more wins, even though they've played less games. But it's the loss column that it's kind of like, you know, money in, the, money in your pocket if you're a, a playoff hopeful. And so the Reds are one loss behind the Giants. There are two losses behind the Marlins. And they're a game. They're a game behind the Marlins. The Marlins are the closest to that final wild card spot, but it's good that they play two more games than the Reds do, and the Reds hold the tiebreaker. And then Arizona has 18 games left. Like I said, uh, they do have two less losses than the Reds do. So that's kind of looking at everything, right? And, and, and you're probably saying, "Well, Jeff, I see that on my screen. I, I was looking at the standings the other day, and I understand that." Well, the Reds have a very nice schedule moving forward. And you're saying, Jeff, you said that in 2021. Yes, I remember. I remember saying this in 2021, and then they were god-awful in that final month of September. But I think that this is going to play in the Reds' advantage because they just need to score first in all of their games. The remainder of these games, they need to be the first team to score. It's that simple because when you get up early on teams like the Cardinals, as we saw on Sunday, when you get up early on a team like that, when you get up early on the Tigers, when you get up early on the Pirates, I know that we want to have this consternation about how well the Pirates play the Reds, and that's a real thing, but if the Reds can get up early on these teams, they're going to demoralize them because at this point in the season, those teams aren't playing for anything. So if you can give them a reason to check out of the game early, you should. The Reds need to score 
early and often against these teams. But as we move forward, let's let's look back. Because at the beginning of August, the Reds, they were actually nine games above 500 and a half game ahead of the Brewers. Remember that? That was a great time, a wonderful time. The Reds were in first in the division. And I, I, I go back to look at all of this and specifically pointed at Arizona, the team they trail by a game and a half. They were actually only a game and a half ahead of Arizona on August 1st. That shows you, I mean, the Brewers just had a phenomenal month of August. The Cubs had a phenomenal month of August and the Reds had a poor, it was their worst month of the season. And hopefully it will remain their worst month of the season. But through all of that, through their worst month, worst month of the season, the Reds are still one and a half games out. They're still within striking distance. And think about everything that the Reds went through in August. It's not as if this wasn't, you know, a, a healthy team that just didn't play very well throughout the month. Let's go through the month of August. Okay, so right before August starts, India hits the IL on July 30th. Then on August 2nd, Ben Lively, who... Say what you will about Ben Lively. The Reds would not be where they are without him. He goes on the IL August 2nd. Jake Fraley goes on the IL August 5th. Kevin Newman goes on the IL August 19th. Hunter Green comes back from being on the IL forever with a hip problem and promptly struggles for two straight starts before going back on the IL for a minute. Then Nick Lodolo is officially shut down after a setback shortly thereafter. Joey Votto hits the IL on August 24th. Alex Young goes on the IL on August 26th. Matt McClain, who, as far as I know, they're saying like two or three weeks out, which means we might get a week of him for the rest of the season, maybe a week and a half. But still, he gets on the IL August 28th. Are we keeping track? There's going to be a test at the end. There's so many guys. So many players. And then the COVID outbreak at the beginning of September. And they go through all of this stuff. The roster's in turmoil. And they're a game and a half out. That just blows my mind. And they have a beautiful opportunity in these final 17 games to make up that ground. Because the roster is getting stronger. They've got back Green, India, and Vado, And they all look good. That first game for Green was amazing. That first game for India was amazing. That first game for Joey. All those guys, getting them back on this team is going to be such a huge boon. And you're talking about some other guys that could possibly be returning. Uh, hopefully we'll get, you know, uh, Brandon Williamson is slated to uh, pitch on Tuesday. Graham Ashcraft maybe coming back. I haven't heard any updates on him recently, but there's there's been some dudes that have come back, and I believe that this team is getting strong at the right time. Speaking of strength, Joey Votto showed a lot of it on Sunday. Will this be his final season in a Reds uniform? We're going to discuss that coming up next. Before we do, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors today, and that is Game Time. You can get tickets without the stress with game time. Look, the Reds are in a beautiful playoff stretch run, meaningful baseball the rest of the way. I know that we're all looking forward to calling on when the Reds are done here, but we are going to see the Reds continue to play meaningful baseball. And if you want to see it in person, there's no better way to do it than through the game time app. They guarantee you 
the best price of any secondary market. Check them out. They've, they've got the game time guarantee that if you find tickets on another app in the same section, the same row for a cheaper price, they'll credit you 100, 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are that they've got the best price. Download the game time app today and create an account and use the promo code locked on MLB to get $20 off your first purchase. So you're going to get the guaranteed lowest price on the secondary market and get another $20 off. Lots of great chances to go see the Reds at the ballpark with Minnesota coming into town. You're going to have another series against Pittsburgh coming up here soon. Lots of great chances to watch the Reds in these last few games. Game time is going to help you get there. Terms to apply again, create an account and redeem the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Remember, if you can't make it down to Great American Ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. And if you'd like to support the show today, join me on subtext. Just text go Reds to 513-597-0944 and you can get texts from me. You can text me your thoughts and questions. We'll have uh, some Q&A shows coming up here soon where our subtexters will get first dibs. So check out subtext today. Join and get a 14-day free trial. That's text go Reds to 513 597 0944 or the link is down in the description of the show thanks as always for making lockdown reds your first listen every day though every dayers thank you so much for being an everydayer first of all coming up on the next lockdown reds though we will dive into this tiger series that is coming up and how the reds can leave the motor city closer to the playoffs than when they arrived all right joey so happy to see him back. So happy to see him back and strong and playing well, hitting that home run, 13th home run of the season for him. Is this the final year for Joey Votto? That's everybody's question. That's what everybody wants to know. I mean, we've we've been talking about this since spring training in some way, shape, or form. We haven't talked about it a lot for the last few months because, well, there's been plenty to talk about with this team, but when it comes to Joey Votto, the Reds have 17 games left in the regular season. Hopefully we'll see them play in the playoffs. So there's more games left, but are these the final 17 plus games that Joey Votto will don a Cincinnati Reds uniform? I do not believe that to be the case. Now he has a team option for $20 million next year. The Reds aren't picking that up. So they will then buy out that option for $7 million. So before anything else happens, the Reds write a check to Joey Votto for $7 million. I think, and again, this is really just me reading the tea leaves. This is me looking at what's been going down this season, looking at what this team could be next year, and looking at what Joey Votto has not yet accomplished in his career. And why, and, and, and the fact that he wants to accomplish it here, he has always said that, that he wants to win and win here. He doesn't want to go somewhere else to win. He wants to win here. So I think what's going to happen is the Reds are going to give him $3 million on top of that seven, you know, $10 million total, play one more year, and then next year will be his final year 
in Cincinnati. And make no mistake about it, I don't think that this is a situation where we will see him retire. I, I think he has played well enough. Everyone who is a batting average aficionado is just typing on their keyboards right now in the comments section. I can, I can hear it. I can hear the keys because he's only hitting 200. And his on-base percentage is only 303, which is very un-Joey Votto-like, although the, the gap there, the 100-point gap, is still very Joey Votto-like. But the slugging, he's still crushing the ball. In fact, yesterday, the home run was 104.6 miles an hour, and it went 400, an estimated 437 feet. Dude's still got the power. And I think, given the right role... I think he will return next year. Many people are, you know, wondering about the injury and all this other stuff. I think if the injury were going to force him into retirement, then he would not have come back from his most recent injured list stint. The fact that he went back on the injured list with complications from the shoulder surgery that, I mean, he's recovered from the shoulder surgery, but now it's like his shoulder is getting used to, you know, playing every day and all this other stuff. I think that he wants to play another year. And I think the best role for him and the way that this all works, because financially, and I don't necessarily know that he's going to push the envelope with this and be like, you got to pay me more money. But I think that the role will be important for him because he's got to understand he's probably got to take on the Miguel Cabrera role for this team. Miguel Cabrera this year for the Tigers has played in 84 games. He has 283 total at-bats this season, and all of them have been as a designated hitter. I think that if the Reds can get him to sign on for that, that's how he comes back. And I think he's got to understand it too. Like He's not going to be this team's everyday first baseman. That is Christian Encarnacion Strand. Nor should that be the expectation because we've seen the differences in them in the field. And it's very obvious that Joey just doesn't, he's just missing a step from CES. So I think that he can still be a viable part of this team. He can uncork a couple of dingers. He can bring in a couple of runs and he can be that power bat in the bottom half of the lineup as a, as the DH next season. Now, the thing about the DH is there's going to be some other guys that need to play there. And if Jonathan India is still on this team, DH is definitely going to be a spot that he needs to occupy from time to time. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, even when he's here, he's not going to be the full-time DH. It's still going to be, you know, probably right-handed pitchers only. And then, you know, maybe not every day then. I don't know. I, I think that there's a role that can be carved out for him. And I think that it's not going to take a ton. There's just not that much money on the books. And even if you count his $10 million against next year's overall number, the Reds' payroll is still ridiculously lower. It's lower than it is this year by a lot because the core of this team is all on rookie contracts. They can afford Joey Votto. That's not an issue. The issue will be the role on this team, whether he accepts it and whether it works for this team. Because the really annoying part is if Joey feels like he can play, but he doesn't want to accept a part-time role, 
we might be seeing him play in another uniform. It's not about the money. It's about the role. Going to be interesting to see who uh, who blinks at that, if, if either side blinks. Joey, man, he, he deserves a playoff shot. And I, that's why I really wanted it to work out this year whenever it seemed like it was actually going to start to happen. Because, I mean, come on. Did we really come into this season expecting the playoffs? And is it really fair for us to be like, yes, this is a must-happen this year? They were never all in on this year because the plan is next year. And I think Joey can be part of that plan. He just needs to accept the plan himself. And then we could get that moment. Then when we, we could get that Ryan Zimmerman moment like the nationals had, and hopefully it is a world series and not just, you know, a playoff appearance or, you know, they, they advance in a playoff series and Joey Votto's there or something like that. We can get that moment where he is a part of this. And I think it could happen this way. All right. Speaking of roster talk and speaking of, you know, guys and, and, and roles and things like that, it's time to have the talk about Will Benson and the batting order. That's coming up next. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Sleeper. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Sleeper Picks. Sleeper is still offering the 100 times payout as we move closer to the playoffs. There's no better place to win big than with Sleeper. They're the number one sports app in the App Store right now, and with just two or more picks, you can win up to 100 times your money. As the Reds move along, if you're feeling really strongly about a player, if you feel like Will Benson's going to uncork a dinger, you go hit more on the homers because all you have to do is you pick your favorite players, you pick your favorite stats, and you pick more or less on those stats, and then your picks are in. It takes like 30 seconds or less to make these picks, and you can win big. Like I said, Will Benson on the homers. If, if you think Ellie's going to run, which, by the way, if he gets on base, he's going to try and steal. That's going to happen. Smash more on the steals, and there's another pick for you. If you think that Brandon Williamson's going to have a nice outing against the Tigers, you can smash more on the strikeouts. You can smash more on the uh, innings pitched, whatever. They've got a lot of great stuff to check out on this sleeper app. The, the the user interface is so very seamless and easy. That's not something that you're going to have to worry about diving into. And then you're like, where am I? That sleeper so easy to use. Check them out today. Download the sleeper app. And when you do use the promo code locked on and they'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. So win 100 times your money, get up to $100 on match in your first deposit all on Sleeper. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Also today, remember that if you can't be at the ballpark that the Reds are at, whether it be in Detroit, Great American, wherever, always remember that you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Also, join the community on Discord. A lot of great folks talking Reds baseball each and every day there. We've got a link down in the description of today's episode for you to click on and join the Lockdown Reds Discord page. All right, I want to kind of close out today's episode by talking about Will Benson. 
I love Will Benson, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my amazing T-shirt from Sensei Shirts. Will Benson is a problem. He is for opposing pitchers. Absolutely killing it this year. And, you know, we, we've had the whole colloquialism. What's the word there? That's a big one. That's a big word. The the cute nickname, let's go with that, for Will Benson of the best number nine hitter in baseball. That's fun, you know. I think we need to stop that, though, because he is hitting 31% better than the average major league hitter. His OPS plus is 131 right now. That's with all of the struggles he went through early on this season. I, I, I think there's a point where you get to, all right, best number nine hitter in baseball, why is he hitting ninth or eighth or seventh? Why is he hitting in the bottom third of the order? A guy this good needs more at-bats. He needs to be getting as many at-bats as possible. And as I said earlier on in the show, I kind of dropped it in there. I said, you know, as the Reds move through their final 17 games, playing lots of cupcake teams, which you're going to hear them say things in the post game and all this. That, Man, we got a lot of good teams coming up. They're not. Even the Twins, they're not that good. The Reds can beat these guys. And the way that they do it is they get up early. They get some runs on the board early and demoralize them quick. And the way that you do that is you have Will Benson near the top of the order. I think that they're fine the way that they're doing the whole leadoff thing of like, okay, against lefties, we're going to go Harrison Bader because he just mashes lefties. And I know that he hasn't quite done that here yet, but I think that's coming. And then against righties, you've got Jake Fraley in the leadoff spot. Love what he does with the bat. And usually on base, I mean, now with the you know the fractured toe, he's not going to be as much of the base running prowess as he used to be. But still, he mashes right-handed pitching. That's fine. I want Will Benson to bat second, and I want him to bat second against righties or lefties. Will Benson has the kind of talent to be a huge contributor for this lineup, for this outfield, for multiple years to come. Because, and I mentioned the 131 OPS plus, that is with the 1 for 42 struggle that he had in the first month of the season. And, and we loved especially in the month of June, you know, and we said, oh, look at the small sample size since he was called back up on May 21st. Look how good he's been. It hasn't changed. We are now, I mean, today is Monday, September 11th, and yes, the Reds are off today, but as of as of games played through Sunday, September 10th, from May 21st through then, Will Benson's slash line is 284 batting average, 386 on base, 520 slugging. Oh my. Why doesn't that guy get more at bats? In any situation, right handers, left handers, put him at the top of the lineup, either first or second, whatever. That dude is giving you so much production. He did it over the weekend against the Cardinals. Murdered Cardinals pitching. 
We need to see this dude in the number two spot. And I even take this a step further and I say, okay, so you're in the number two spot. You need to be the dude that's getting the table set for the other guys. You need to be the catalyst. He can do that. With the bases empty this season, this includes the early part of the season as well. This entire year, with nobody on base, he has a 266 batting average, a 359 on base. So he's getting on base almost 36% of the time. And a 504 slugging. Think about like, you know, like the job descriptions that you see for different job openings nowadays. They always say, yeah, we want self-starters. We want somebody that can really get going, get themselves going, self-motivators, whatever. He's a self-starter. Will Benson is a one-man wrecking crew. Get this man more at bats. Put him up toward the top of the lineman. And yes, I know what this means because... I love Ellie De La Cruz. I know you love Ellie De La Cruz. We all love Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie's really struggled here recently. Now, it's not to the point that I'm saying take him out of the lineup, just move him down. Because what happens is Ellie can affect an entire game with one at bat. He can do that. The problem is his consistency has not developed yet. He has not figured out how to put it all together. He definitely is striking out less here recently. I know he did have a four strikeout game the other day, and he is setting some dubious numbers where it comes to four strikeout games. But he still has that ability to change the game with one play. So, no, you don't take him out of line. You just move him down, and you move Will Benson up. The other day, Ellie was batting second. That's where Will Benson needs to be. Will Benson has shown through his development so far this season, he can be a weapon for this team. And David Bell needs to move him up in the lineup. I felt like the other day, you know, there was a lot, there was a late game scratch for Hunter Renfro. There was some uh, little bit of moving chess pieces around in the lineup. And I think that Will Benson got up to sixth and it was like, Oh my gosh, finally they're moving him up into the, you know, the second third of the order. Like he's been in the bottom third of the order all year long and he's been killing it. Let's see. I mean, if he's killing it in the top third of the order, that's just going to ha- That's going to help everybody else. As you move through the lineup, move Will Benson up in the order. You need to do it now. And I think that is something that will lead this lineup to be more aggressive early on, to score more early on, and get up on these teams and get them demoralized before they can ever really think, hey, we could really mess up the Reds' plans here. Because if you score first, you score early, you score often, you're going to knock these teams down. And the way that you do that is you move Will Benson up in the order. Uh, thanks so much for, man, I'm so back, glad to be back. I took took a week off there between the podcast and all this other stuff and just kind of took a break, a, a mental break for a week. Glad to be back with you guys, though, talking some Reds baseball. Before we get out of here, don't forget, you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. But that'll wrap up this edition of Lockdown Reds. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on the next Lockdown Reds. Going to get you set for this Tiger series and how the Reds can leave Detroit in a better spot for the playoffs than when they arrived. 
Thanks so much as always for joining us for all of you everydayers out there for everybody that, you know, says, Hey, and all that great stuff. I really appreciate you guys. Really. Uh, you make my day. The fact that anybody listens to me, talk reds, absolutely love that. And I appreciate everybody that has said kind words and things like that. I love doing this stuff for you guys. So make sure that you follow us here. We've got a lot of great stuff coming for you as the end of the season draws near. As we get into the off season, going to be a busy off season, man. So you're going to want to make sure you keep it locked on Reds every single day.